I'm going to argue with Jason that there's no such thing as a double switcheroo. Eh, Frank's a loser. Lodero. So I officially hate like 94% of Atlanta fans. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. I lost to the freaking cat team. Just a whisker. A whisker of a loss. Was that a rational RSL take from Jason? <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm probably the most rational RSL fan. You just got lawyered by a non-lawyer, bro. Oh my gosh, this is just ridiculous. Hello, fantasy managers. You're listening to the 2019 round 14 preview episode of the MLS Fantasy Insider. This episode is brought to you by MLS, providing more entertaining soccer than the Champions League final since 2019. Wait, no, uh, sorry. Actually, brought to you by MLSFantasyBoss.com and the amazing subreddit community of r slash fantasy MLS. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com. And tonight I'm joined by usual co-hosts, Michael Denton and Blaine Riffle. And we'd also like to welcome our special guest, Tim Shaw from SoccerCaptains.com. How are you guys doing tonight? Manamana. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll I'll leave some of that beginning in. That might be fun for people, especially maybe even in YouTube world. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, doing doing well, Reed. Um, actually, had a decent week this week, so it's weird to talk about fantasy when I actually did well at fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks uh, for having me on again, once again, guys. Um, always love being here, and uh, you know, Champions League is behind us, which means the summer of MLS has begun, and I can't freaking wait. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to have like both of our New York guys are doing pretty well. So I don't know, maybe this will be a, a competition for who's doing better today. So that's that's fun. Uh, Blaine, you're back with us after after a little bit of a break last week. So welcome, welcome. Yeah, glad to be back. Yes, and happy belated birthday as well to the little one. Uh, I have to do a quick little plug because I meant to do this last week and forgot. I'm rocking again the uh, the new FC Cincinnati scarf I've got with the with the city skyline right here. Pretty cool thing. I'm also rocking the 50 year anniversary for my local city swim team, which I went to tonight. So, uh, in addition to my hat, pretty cool attire tonight that I wanted to make sure to give a shout out to. Uh, uh, you can't see what Tim's wearing, which is cool. He's got this nice classy picture right there in the corner for all of you in YouTube world. So it's, it's good times. It's good times. But I wanted, I meant to do that last week. I got it when I went to the, the New York Red Bulls game, which I sort of jokingly taunted Tim, like, where are you at, man? Your section's so, so empty. And, and he got it. I mean, he, yeah, I was, yeah, <laughs> I was there in out. spirit. It, it worked out, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so we got Tim on tonight because he's got a couple of weeks of, uh, of just bragging, that he needs to get off his chest and as well as this is the last big double game week that we have before the end of the season. That's right. First half of the MLS fantasy season is about to be finished round 15 here. I said double game week. I, I don't know what I was talking about. That was last week. There's no double game week this week. So it's the last round completely for uh, this first half of the season. And we've got Tim here to help us with all of those long shot, crazy picks, gold cup time. We're going to get into all that in a little bit. Um, but the good news is that even though it's a single game, we, we still have Wednesday games. Right, Reed? That's right. Even though, even though, that's why I got confused because I have all these notes about games starting on Wednesday, and that normally means a double game week in my head. And so it's just, it's just been, oh my gosh, it's, it's been, th that's been like a mini game itself this year. It's been trying to, to like, oh, I got to make sure I get it all changed and Wednesday and double and uh, switcheroo. So it's been intense. So uh, yeah, it's a game within a game. It's a game within a game. 
Uh, let's talk about round 14, though, real quick. Uh, how did your guys' teams do this week, Blaine? Um, I just looked at the adjusted score. I put up a 171 this week. Uh, week ranked 2. Yeah. Yeah. Um, only three players in single digits on my team. Uh, one of those happened to be my captain, so that hurt a little bit. I went with Rooney over anybody else. Right. Really, really everybody else would have been better than Rooney this week, but did he get four points. Get some F's in the chat. Uh, Rooney got a nine. A nine. Uh, so something not ridiculous. not terrible, no, but terrible. not great. Uh, Russell hurt me with four, only going one game. Uh, but my bench came on huge. I had Montero, Trusty, and Guzan on the bench, and that's over fifty points coming in right there, which was huge for me. So I'll take it. It's got me back at what two ninety two overall. Um, need a killer week this week to try to crack the top 200, but it's not out of reach. Yeah, no, I was excited for your score because you went up against Bobby Warshaw this week in our hosts head-to-head league. And Bobby was talking about how this week he was chasing 200 points, going to break 200 points. And that did not happen. Bobby got 134 points, so a little bit far off. Uh, I think a little bit below maybe even the average of, of what was being scored in some of those upper echelons of the fantasy community right now. But, yeah, solid win for you, Blaine, right there. Mike, what about you? Uh, 179, which was good for um, week rank 79, I think. Yeah, 79. Um, and it really gave me a big boost to the overall score, 646. Um, I had one player uh, in single digits, and that was my captain, Wayne Rooney. Um, paying, uh, betting big on Atlanta's defense really paid off for me. I mean, it meant I didn't have Joseph Martinez, but um, I think a lot of the double game week options didn't do so well on the back. So Guzan, LGP, and Robinson all getting 18 each I think really helped me. Um, I avoided Russell, had Jara and Sanchez come in off the bench. Uh, Montero had a big week for me. Majidin, um, you know, uh, Dos Santos and Zlatan all doing pretty well for me. So, uh, yeah, I had a, a really big week, and, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, I probably had the best week on the podcast once. And, you know, we're, we're going to find out about that in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, but you did do well enough to get another win in the host head-to-head league. You beat Andrew Crawler, which is no yeah. – Small task, 179 to 129, really good. Tim, you are you also had a successful week, and you're in the head-to-head league, so let's hear about that too. I'm back, boys. I'm back. <laughs> Just like uh, the Red Bulls. There we go. I put up uh, 169 on the week. Uh, it, was, it was pretty nice being able to see that. Um, you know, I, I did suffer a little bit with uh, Montreal defenders. I had Diallo in my starting lineup. I had Evan Bush and Raitala coming off the bench, and, uh, you know, Vital at least didn't factor into my lineup, but still, I was uh, pretty disappointed with Montreal showing. Uh, Johnny Russell's, you know, that that hurt a little bit as well. But I did have Montero coming off the bench, and I captained Zlatan, so saved my day a little bit there. Um, overall, not bad. You know, I'm finally emerging from this post Italy trip hangover that I've had for the last few weeks. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and you did beat Jason Morris and the host head-to-head league very close. Jason's one yeah. of our, our great Patreon supporters that we have there. Uh, 169 to 165, 64, something like that. Uh, 65, yeah. So tight, tight game. I think that was probably the one of the tighter games uh, besides – no, we had a one-point game there uh, between uh, MLS Fantasy Boss behind the numbers team and, uh, and Ben Bear or uh, yeah. Matt Doyle. Matt Doyle, that was a one-point win. 
for Doyle. But yeah, definitely one of the, the closer games right there. So so good times. Uh, yeah, Mike teased it, and uh, I'm perfectly happy with him doing that. I did quite well this week. I got 189 points overall. Uh, that came with a Zlatan captain, like everybody else here. Uh, I did also have have Russell on my team, so I got that four points right there. So, so that that was a hurt, but it ended up not being that big of a deal. I had two do not play players in my team to see what was going on. Took a flyer on Montreal's defense with Lovitz, which did not matter because I had Jara and Martinez on my bench. So right there, I had 41 points coming off there. I had the Zlatan captain. I had Dos Santos best picks of the week though. I had both Montiero and Madunyanin right there from Philadelphia on the team. So that second game for me really saw some great points. And I went with the Guzan and Robinson there in the back. So uh, lots of points everywhere. 189. Uh, won my head-to-head league against Jason Sagini. He started the, the, the season out hot. But I got him tonight 189 to 158. Uh, 189 was actually the top score in our host's head-to-head league, which uh, hasn't been common for me this year. I started out really rough this season, so if you're in the same boat, don't worry. I mean, even even some of us who follow the game really closely have had, had rough starts at the beginning of this season, but you can definitely come back with uh, the just the time and examining the game once the, the prices start to even out, your budgets start to even out. I jumped up a couple hundred points with this. I got second in the ETR league. I, was, I think that's the second time this year I've been within the top three for ETR, just so close to swag. <laughs> Wait, so, I thought so. I thought the spring season was preseason. This counts. Oh no, you're right. No, this is totally. This is just yeah, the warm up. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we yeah, we've no, all got no, our no. warm ups on. This yeah. is all. It's, it's all good. <laughs> all, the gloves come off for the second mm-hmm. half. Uh, but no, so uh, great time. Averages was in the the mid 100s. Uh, so so those high 140s to low <laughs> 160s. That's where you're looking at for an average week. Had a question, guys. I want to talk about right now. Uh, came in from Twitter. One of one of our followers was saying, "Hey, I'm I'm scoring average points each round, and and I'm not seeing myself climb the ranks. What can I do to to fix this? Do I need to take more differentials? Do I need to take just more flyers? What do I need to do? What kind of advice do you all have for this? I think the first thing is that at this point, averages is not a very helpful score. The average is usually less than the real average of the active players. So if you're Frustrated, well, like, why am average? Why am I not moving up? Well, that's why, because you're actually probably scoring below average compared to the rest of the field, the, the ones that you're really competing against. Um, it's probably just, I, I you know, it's kind of hard to say without having seen what your picks are. Um, but to me, every week, you know, what I do is like, okay, how did I screw up this week? And like, you know, did I invest too much in a team? Did I overlook something? That's kind of the process you have to do. I don't know if it's anything particular strategy um, without having seen your team. You know, it may be that you're not using switcheroos enough. Um, I mean, we all talked about it right now um, in this. We all use it this week to to maximize our, our scores, you know, using Guzan off the bench. Um, I had a bunch of bench players who, do, who did well. Uh, and it's going to be a big thing this week. So, you know, without having seen their team, those are kind of my guesses as to what's going on. But... Um, you know, I would always kind of look and see uh, and try to maybe compare against some of the better teams. Like, okay, what did they do, and is that replicable? Tim, Blaine, any advice? Yeah. Um, you know, being in New Jersey, I do have access to uh, legalized gambling, and <laughs> Vegas is, uh, I'm not going to lie, Vegas is pretty good at, uh, at what they do. Mm-hmm. So 
I actually do like to look at the spreads, you know, a couple hours before game time um, each day and, you know, sort of see where each team is lining up. You know, if there's news on certain players, certain players are going to be out. Maybe some, some changes are happening. Um, you know, Vegas will usually adjust their lines pretty quickly so they, they don't get screwed. And uh, I sort of – that's where I sort of start my lineup process is looking at the odds and sort of saying, hey, you know, is this team favored very heavily? All right, maybe I'll think about two or three players from this team this week. Um, you know, I'll look at the expected goals. If the expected goals are high, okay, I'm not going to pick up any defenders. So I found that to be a pretty helpful tool. Um, and just trying to immerse yourself in the game as much as possible, right? Like, you know, MLS Fantasy Boss has a great Discord channel. Definitely get on there mix it up with the rest of the community. You know, there's some really smart people. And, you know, sometimes you'll see a name pop up that you totally forgot about. They're like, oh, maybe this would work for my lineup this week. Yeah, you just stole my thunder there. I was going to say, get join the communities. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, join Discord, get on Reddit. I know I was doing a lot of number-based stuff when I joined Fantasy Boss to start writing and doing different things. I was a little bit better than average player, but I noticed just getting out and being part of the communities myself, I was starting to pick up on little things that I had missed beforehand. And my first year with Fantasy Boss, I think I jumped up about 500 to 1,000 ranks in that first season after joining because I had access to all of these different utilities. I was running numbers. I was finding some good differential players myself, but it wasn't the complete game yet. So get be part of the community. Just get out there, read what people have to say, look at what the best teams are doing, and see what you need to do to kind of emulate some of that and still make it kind of your own. Um, if you're scoring average according to what the site says every week, you like Mike said, you probably are falling behind. If you're scoring kind of average with all the other player scores that you're seeing out there, you're probably not too far off, and it just needs to be refining a few of those things and see what some of the top players are doing differently than, than you're doing. Yeah, these guys have got, got the biggest ones right there. Sometimes it's just dumb luck. Uh, that ha That's what happened to me and several of the rest of us at the beginning of the season, uh, missed some of the big scoring captains, and that put us behind. Same still holds true this week. Uh, anybody who captained Rooney or maybe a flyer with somebody else didn't do as well as if you went with those Laton or especially a Martinez, who, who was the big captain winner this week. So sometimes it's just plain dumb luck. But if you're if you're looking at differentials, and we've mentioned this a couple of times during past episodes, we don't like to encourage differentials as just complete random flyers. Like, you know what? Screw it. I know Ladero and Rui Diaz and all these guys are great. I'm going Will Bruin. Will Bruin's going to have a great round. I mean, it's st stuff like that's not what we mean. It's it's looking at this, the sheets, seeing where the community, the peanut gallery is going as a whole. This week, it, I think a good example would have been Zlatan. I, I don't know if if Martinez was the overwhelming captain. I think some of the polls said that he was, but I know there's been a little bit of weirdness with Atlanta. Barco's gone. Pity's never always on. It, it was it was kind of some weird weirdness this week, and I think Zlatan was a very strong candidate against Martinez. That's the one where you could have found a differential right there, but it's, it's making those smart picks of players that still have that high floor or the, the, yeah, the high floor and the high ceiling potential that you can take a flyer on. That's not going to completely screw you if you miss like the, the 25 plus point captain as well. So uh great answers guys. I hope that does help. Anybody. I, I, will, 
Oh, you guess- can I throw one, one more thing? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Throw it. Also, you know, with the way this week, this year has been with a lot of double game weeks, it's been harder to make a lot of differential choices because yeah. it's like, all right, I'm going to have my double game week guys and then Karen Carlos Vela, and then there's like one or two spots. Um, so there's not a whole been a whole lot of opportunities. Uh, what I really liked about this week is that there was a lot of opportunities because we had so many double game week teams, uh, a lot of different choices you could go with as far as you know, even forwards, midfielders, defenders. Um, you know, you could go heavy Montreal, Atlanta. You know, there were more choices, and I saw I saw a lot more varied scores. That those those opportunities haven't been there. So I think it's probably one of those things where, you know, seize your opportunities when they come. Uh, especially in a shortened season, especially with so many double game weeks, and it's going to be the same thing uh, in the fall. Don't get frustrated if you don't move up a whole lot, because I don't think most people are going to be moving up a whole lot, you know, after the first few weeks, because we're just all kind of being funneled into the same choices largely, and there's only going to be a few weeks where you really have those opportunities to differentiate yourself. Yeah, and that's where the formations have been so key this year with the switch to three players, Max. I think that's been where a lot of differentials have been, and it's been the differential formation. Do I want to run with a, a keeper and two guys in the back, or do I want to try to spread that out over all the positions with a leaning towards offense or towards defense, or just go just go all out and throw everybody into attack? So I, I think that change from four to three players has actually added a lot of opportunities for customization away from a template team, which I know is kind of a buzzword the last couple of weeks we've been talking about, and uh, it is a way to find differentials without maybe embracing that word or that definition in the in the sense that we've had over the last couple of years. So not like a punt, but more of just a tactical differential. Were you that tactical differential? Like an, I'm feeling very like head Bobby today. Yeah, no, there's a there's a good <laughs> example of that this week. Um, I fell into the trap of Martinez, Pity, and Guzan, which I mean, solid week there. I mean, Martinez best score of the round. Guzan was, I think, your best goalkeeper. But Pity put up a 12, and Madunjanin got a 14. I mean, that's one of those differential trade offs. I could have found a better midfielder for my team, and I could have had a much better defense if I had flipped the Philadelphia and Atlanta defender midfielder combo i could have come out with an extra 10 points right there but you think atlanta double home game take the offensive players and so pity was one of those a little bit different tactically you go pull an atlanta defender with the double home game take a little bit higher averages and roll the dice with a different midfielder great tips guys great tips uh one last thing to cover before we get on to our, our takeaways from round 14 important going into this final week uh the patreon leader is still stan poskinis uh who is the manager of river Schuylkill. and thank you so much for early on giving me the pronunciation guide for that <laughs> and to all of you who continue to send punctuate or pronunciation not punctuation pronunciation guides that uh, they help very much especially embarrassing people like myself and mike whenever we are pronouncing a name incorrectly of a player who clearly is linked to a star wars character i.e piet over at montreal so no piet is a star wars character the montreal guy that name is already taken i'm sorry uh, <laughs> um it's i was gonna be piete you know, whether you like it or not. Sorry, this is the way the world works, you know. Uh, I do also want to mention, though, um, Stan's probably going to be getting one of our top prizes with the Patreon League, $50 gift card for the top. Uh, get a scarf, which is not this one, but th that's this is not working at all. 
that one <laughs> right there. If you're not watching YouTube, you should really tune in right now and see what I just did with, with pointing at the scarf rack. So great. It, it really didn't help if you were watching. No, it's it embarrassing. It's very embarrassing. You need to see it. It was. I'd be getting one of Reed Star Wars toys if I. <laughs> oh, that's, that's horrible. Or maybe a Tottenham scarf. Uh, but no, I got, yeah, I got that up there. Like You just want me to do it again. That's all you wanted me to do. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, was it, Reed? You, you pointed out? Sorry. No, 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 prizes. We're talking about prizes. If you want to be eligible for a prize in any of the MLS Fantasy Boss Network of Leagues, that's the MLS Fantasy Boss Official League, the R slash Fantasy MLS Official League. These are the these are not head to heads. These are these are classic leagues. And then the Patreon leagues, though Patreon, you guys are you guys are covered. I know who you are. Uh, you have to be uh, registered on the Google Doc that I have posted and linked at the top of r slash fantasy MLS. And I'll try to get it posted again on MLS Fantasy Boss again this week. That document helps me identify you. I can't do that through the game. Sometimes there are, are team names and it's not related to your Reddit name or to your Twitter name. And I have a hard time finding people. And it's just over the years become too frustrating to have to wait months try to get prizes to people because I want to get prizes to people. That That's what we're about is sharing in that, that victory celebration. So if you want to be eligible for prizes, you must be registered on my Google doc, which you can find it right now over at r slash fantasy MLS, go to the top three winners in each league. You can't double up in any of the leagues. So even if you're number one in everything, I'm just going to go down to the next eligible person. Uh, it happened last year. I had a whole bunch of people who weren't registered on my Google Doc, and they ended up going to, I think, like someone who got like 20th overall. So it it is in your favor, in your best interest. It behooves you to sign up. So head over there and do that right now. Get a chance to win some cool prizes. We'll give out more next week as well. Gift cards to the MLSsoccer.com store and uh, the Patreon. You guys are also and the, have the ability to get a scarf. So uh, pretty cool, pretty cool. Let's talk round 14 takeaways as far as some pretty cool stuff. This round was wild, absolutely crazy. Um, most surprising fantasy moments. Uh, Tim, it's been a while. Let you kick this one off. Um, You know, we, we've touched on a little bit already, but uh, Wayne Rooney with the big stinker was the, the big surprise for me. Um, you know, I had that captain tag on him for most of my for most of my uh, my week on my bus team, and I uh, ended up switching at last minute. Um, yeah, it was it was very surprising that and uh, the thrashing that the Red Bulls gave to uh, Mike Petke. You know, I know they love the guy, but how, Jason? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That was, that was just absolutely brutal. Um, you know, you hate to see it happen to to a guy like Mike Petke, but at least it was us, right? And not uh, not some other, uh, not some, not some random uh, team like Colorado out there who's resurgent all of a sudden. My God, where are these guys coming from? Jesus. Oh yeah, that, that was it for me. Mostly was uh, was Wayne Rooney's uh, dud of a week. Yeah, he still got that assist in the first game, but yeah, that that Red Bulls take super important with uh, this a streak of games that they've been doing well going into probably a little bit tougher match against Philadelphia this week. So. Cool. Yeah, on the road, we'll uh, we'll see. You know, two of the best, uh, two of the hottest teams in the conference right now should be uh, should be an exciting one. Yeah, definitely, Mike. What about you? Um, for me, it was uh, the Galaxy losing at home against the Revolution. I mean, I know they've played a lot of games, um, and I know Bruce Arena came back, and Bruce. you know that dynamic. But I mean, even with Legit being hurt, that that's got to be three points. Um, 
so I mean, you know, I mean, at least for you know, the Zlatan captain players, uh, they got the goal uh, at, at the very end with the bicycle kick uh, to kind of salvage their week. Um, yeah, that 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 was pretty ridiculous. Um, I'll throw out the Lucho Costa got two. Is it two or three goals this week? He had a really good week um, after having just thrown duds and duds. I think we all had him on our do not touch list, uh, and of course, I think he outscored Wayne Rooney uh, just to make sure that even though we all scored well, that. MLS is teaching us because MLS that you're still an idiot. Um, let's sort of think. Uh, Montreal getting drubbed by Orlando. Uh, I, I mean, I knew Montreal was going to have some problems, especially when the news came out uh, that Piotti is going to be out for eight to twelve weeks. Um, you know, there was going to be some sort of letdown for them, and it may not be as defensively cohesive. Co- cohesive, but I was not expecting Orlando to be able to go in there and do that. I mean, they, they ran him off the field. It's weird when you see Orlando Twitter being happy, and Orlando Twitter was happy this weekend. Shout out to you, Derek. Congrats on that one. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, that biggest fantasy takeaway from that Montreal game, not, not just that Orlando did well, because Orlando's had some high points, at least Nani, up and down throughout the season already, but we all talked about several weeks ago how Montreal was doing well on the road in this bit of a long road stretch that they had, and and they were doing it without Piatti. And how much are they going to change when he comes back and they're back at home? And it's worse. Yeah. So, yeah, huge takeaways for that, especially uh, with Montreal playing in this this coming week. Uh, but that's going to be a fun game to talk about. Uh, Blaine. Yeah, the Atlanta double clean sheet again. I mean, we talk about that being one of the rare achievements to get in a double game week. And I think this may be their second one of the season now. I don't remember. And it's some some young guys in the back. I mean, this defense was awful to start the season. And the way they've turned it around, I mean, this is just a huge surprise. And I'll take it. I mean, I got I had one guy back there. And, yeah. Uh, for me, you guys have covered a lot already. Um, I'm going to throw out Portland versus LAFC. That was that massive home opener for the new Portland field, the game that outshone Champions League. Uh, just just some crazy moments. But again, we saw Vela getting it done. We saw Brian Fernandez at Portland getting it done, who's a player that we've talked about that's new fantasy-wise you want to keep an eye on. Uh, didn't see Valeri on the list this week, but, I mean, hey, that's – that's just how it happens sometimes. Uh, Valeri was still very much involved with the team as as usual. Uh, it was like seven corner kicks. Is that what he was taking right there? So, I mean, he's he's getting all those chances all the time still. Uh, we saw Rossi. We saw Blessing. So, so this was, again, LA's just stacked attack going out there and, and getting it done. So so wild, but these are all people you got to be having on your list on your, on your watching, just making those considerations each week. But yeah, that, that Portland game was definitely one of the most surprising moments for me. Cause I really thought that Portland was just going to come out and take that thing. So uh, great. But now let's get into important fantasy takeaways, slightly related to what we just talked about. Michael, let you go first with this one. Um, Vela, I mean, it's, it's nothing new, but it, it was really impressive to me that Vela did so well uh, in that environment. I mean, you're expecting a I mean, huge crowd home opener for Portland, I and mean, that's a game that teams usually win. Uh, and, I mean, he made a, a number of a big plays to help power them to that win. So, I mean, obviously, 
you know, there's going to be a price reset. It'll be interesting to see where Vela falls because um, Vela is done for the spring season for fantasy. But I mean, almost certainly, I'm probably going to have him in week one. I don't even know what's going on in week one, but you just have to pick him. Um, other fantasy takeaways: uh, Colorado is of, of interest now. Um, I mean, they're they're on a they got four results in a row. I think. Um, I, I mean, they, they've been really impressive. And their defense has gotten a little bit better. Uh, they've been putting up goals all year, but uh, now e- even with Lewis missing some time uh, in this one with the hamstring, um, Connor Casey has them much more productive, and so they're a little bit more viable when they have a good matchup. And they're playing this week, which makes them having a good matchup regardless of who they're actually playing. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think other than that, uh, Atlanta at, at home I think is – We've been kind of worried about them in the beginning of the year. I think their defense is almost a must-own when they're at home. Uh, and, you know, the Red Bulls back. So kind of the things that we've already talked about. Uh, I mean, on the flip side, Sporting Kansas City and Seattle are pretty much must-avoid until further notice. Tim? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's so weird hearing you say Seattle and SKC are a void when, you know, you talk about a month and a month and a half ago where they were, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I will say, even though, uh, did, guys, did you see the end of that LA-Portland game? It got real scrappy. It got absolutely scrappy. But, you know, I think we're going to run into a situation soon where Portland is sort of – like DC was last year where they just have a run of home games in front of a lit crowd. It's they're going to be pretty unstoppable. So I'm really looking forward to see how they develop. Um, and the LA galaxy, like why can't they do anything at home? I it's, they, they can't seem to win in front of their home crowd. So what are they going to do? Right? Like if they can't do it at home, how are you going to be able to do it in the league in general? Um, you know, especially with the environments that they have to travel to. So, uh, we'll see if Zlatan ends up, uh, you know, talking down on his teammates once again as we come into the second half of the year. Have we really seen the the post-Bruce Arena team yet, though, with L.A.? Can we expect to see a lot of – a big exodus of players and an influx of new players to have a more positive impact fantasy-wise? I, I don't know if it's an exodus yeah. They're going to have to replace uh, Alessandrini and, and maybe now Leggett, Um because, I mean, they've been having trouble linking up to Zlatan before, and you've lost two of your better creators, you know, on, on the wings. So now I don't know how you're going to get the ball to Zlatan uh, consistently, which is, I think, how the Revolution were able to to win uh, Sunday. Um, so that that's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting them to to try to figure out how to open up the pocketbook to try to see if they can scratch up some TAM somewhere and get someone in there to, to link up with Zlatan. Uh, I don't know if it's an exodus. I mean, I think their defense was fine in the beginning of the year, but now you just don't have enough going forward where I think teams now feel comfortable attacking and picking uh, on the defense, and I think that makes a big difference uh, defensively. I mean, we saw it with Atlanta last year when teams are terrified to uh, stretch themselves thin on the attack uh it hurts your 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 defense too so i I don't think la i mean i'm sure la galaxy fans will talk about needing to overhaul the roster but as far as like what's in the immediate uh future is they just need some offensive reinforcements yeah good point blame takeaways yeah um 
takeaway as we go to the end of the season, this ties in perfectly. Um, what's going to happen with Chris Wondolowski's price on the reset? Uh, he's got three goal. He's got three straight games with the goal. That's seven and three games. That's huge. He's dropped two million overall on the season. Drops him to a five. He has started to come back up after that four goal performance. Um, given his string of matches that are coming up, especially to start the next se- uh, the second half of the year, uh, there's a lot of potential here. Um, I think I just lost. Nope. Uh, he's got Dallas, but he's going to have Houston and LA at home. And then at Minnesota to start that first or start the fall season, that's huge for any player. If he comes in at that six or below six million mark, he's a guy to keep an eye on at the beginning. And I bring him up because I think Almeida's finally got this team kind of on the same page. They look dangerous. They almost had a, the winner against DC on the road. Uh, San Jose finally looks like a competitive team for the first time in a few years. And Wando's back to being productive. Uh, just something with this team has clicked, and I think Almeida's finally got him going to where we're going to keep seeing goals come out of this team. Their defense may or may not be up to the task, but we're going to keep seeing some goals every week from this team going forward. Yeah, Wando's $5 million right now. Pretty much a must-have this week. Maybe I venture out just as a switcheroo potential over the last two weeks or three weeks, you could even say, from that. Uh, I, I consider myself just just – challenged and corrected and yeah i i doubted in the wando and i i really questioned if this was going to to continue and he's been able to do it and and i don't know if it's just the the man marking system is overwhelming people or if people have forgotten about him or if just i don't i don't know what they're doing to make it work but he's getting himself into positions that we all know that he can so so i stand corrected all the san jose listeners out there I apologize for for not drinking the Wando Kool Aid, but but yeah, no, he's he's doing great and definitely Blaine a great takeaway for especially for this round to look at for fantasy wise. Uh, I'll add a few couple things on there. You guys covered a lot of them. Remember last week what I said about FC Cincinnati and the little uptick they were on and not being as bad. Yeah, forget that. Just <laughs> just throw it out there. Uh, I'm part of me a week th- too early. Wait. <laughs> I mean, part of me thinks that's true. Part of me thinks that's true. There's there's potential there, uh, but no, it's it's still something you can really bet against. Uh, it's it's still yeah, Mike with jinx. Um, but uh, I think it's really they're in a situation they're going to have to wait and see what more signings happen before anything really happens. So I was a little bit optimistic. Let my let my colors show on that one last week, but back back to earth. Back to earth, but um, if you're an FC Cincinnati fan listening, though, I uh, welcome one. Um, but uh, don't don't get down. I've seen a lot of people posting just about how how upset they are and like this sucks, and other people being like, "Well, this is remember we're not in USL anymore, and this is MLS, yada yada." I mean, just just come along with the ride. Just just buckle up. Come on, enjoy it. Applaud the boys when they're out there for giving the performance that they're doing, playing their hearts out. And and this is this is it. This is this is part of MLS. Our team building experiment failed. So it's just let's just roll. Let's just roll and enjoy it. Hey, you just gotta support the boys. Can't I mean, not, you do. Gotta support the boys. You know. I mean, I was there. I saw him get. I saw him get get beat two to nothing by the Red Bulls. And at the end, I was standing up and clapping and yelling. I mean, it was really fun to have like little little kids around me being like FCC is now FCCD. 
Cincinnati football club, Cincinnati dumb. And so I'm like, wow, these kids are oh God. These kids, no, they were super funny. Yeah, they were they were super funny. They were like, "Don't pass the ball backwards." What are you doing? It was super fun. So, I mean, it was great. It was great with the kids in the atmosphere. But yeah, you got to be there. Update: I got a ticket to be at the Columbus Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, the first Derby game. So look for me there. I'll be in the supporter section. Um, be fun times. Fun times. Hell's real Derby. Getting on that. Uh, Wando for sure. Blaine, that was on my list. And then finally. Uh, Columbus's goalkeeper is gone. He's gone. Uh, things things are moving and shaking up there in Columbus. Keep an eye on that. Uh, we're not going to have number one goalkeeper anymore. Transitions. They've already been struggling. So um, he's gone to a better place. He's gone to Mike's <laughs> team to probably get loaned out to somebody else. But uh, that's just that the way the world like works. Pardon? He, actually he actually might be a backup. We'll, we'll, it'll be oh. very interesting to see. Okay. Hey, no, that's – I mean, you know, Man City is the Real Madrid of the Carabao Cup, and you might see Zach Steffen getting some serious Carabao Cup time. That's right. Well, <laughs> yes, yes, Steffen's out there. I mean, probably looking at – I mean, you've got you've got Kempen, you've got Bendik. Both have <laughs> options, potential. Uh, I think they've both played this year as well, if, if uh, memory serves. And not not much, but I think they both played, uh, both have, have pedigrees with the MLS. So um, who knows? But things are changing up in Columbus. Keep an eye on that fantasy-wise. Very important for how that impacts the back line. Anything else that you guys want to mention before we move forward? No? All right. Uh, if I've forgotten anything, please send us out uh, a message. Send it out on Twitter. Send it to an email Posted on Reddit. I got several tweets last week, people asking us about Titer, and I can't remember what the other question was. I'm sorry I didn't have the chance to make another follow-up video to answer some of those questions. If I can get more, I'll definitely try to do this. I want to do this. Sometimes it's just coming down to the double game week congestion that really impacts pushing out content. So uh, sorry for that, but keep pushing those things out. And if I can't make a video, uh, all of us or one of us or somebody will at least try to respond to those questions about, hey, why didn't you talk about X? during the show this week. Uh, so yeah, shoot them out to me and we'll try to get another video project going as well for the YouTube channel. Housekeeping, man, this is a big one this week. So if you're just tuning to the show and you're skipping around and you've jumped to housekeeping section, welcome. I know why you are here because <laughs> it's not a double game week. It's a massive bye week. And before I go forward, I got to take a drink because it's super important. <clears throat> I was going to say this could be a whole there separate podcast. I, I mean, it could be, but it's not. We're trying to keep it around the hour mark. Like we, we've been pretty successful with that. Yeah. Uh, double game week teams, none. Bye week teams. I'm not going to list you the bye week teams because it's just easier to let you know who's still here. Montreal, Seattle, New York City FC, my FC Cincinnati, Toronto FC, Sporting Kansas City, San Jose, Dallas, Philly, New York Red Bulls, Colorado, and Minnesota. That's like half the league, but it's still easier to say who's there and who's not. Why is this important? Because it's the last round, again, of the season, of the spring season for fantasy. And we got games starting on Wednesday, June 5th, even though it's not a double game week. 7.30 p.m., Montreal versus Seattle. Then we have one on Thursday, June 6th at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, of course. New York City FC versus my FC Cincinnati. And then Friday, June 7th, we have a single game. At 8 o'clock p.m., Toronto FC versus Sporting Kansas City. Everybody else wraps up on Saturday. Huge potential for switcheroos here this week. It's, it's going to be massive, but there's a big 
consideration before you make your picks, and that is the Gold Cup. Mike. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> so it's not just the Gold Cup. We also have Copa America going on. I'm just going to call up a few players. Uh, but obviously, Gold Cup is the big one. Uh, and that makes it this week even more difficult than an international call-up week than usual because the final rosters for Gold Cup aren't due until Wednesday. So this is what you have to be aware of. Those final rosters are going to come out Wednesday night. So I'm going to about to list a whole lot of players who have been called up. Those call-ups are probably going to take players out for sure Wednesday and Thursday. So that is the Montreal-Seattle game and the New York City-FC-Cincinnati game. But for the weekend games, for the, the Friday game with uh, TFC and I think it's San Jose, and um, you know the, the rest of the Saturday games, some of those players might come back. So, for example, I'll give you one. Uh, Jackson Ewell from San Jose has been called into camp, but he's probably going to be released. So even though you'll see him on the international call-up list, and I'll say his name, he's probably going to be available for Saturday's game. But Nick Lima has been actually called up uh, for the roster and is likely to make the Gold Cup roster. So he is probably going to miss Saturday unless Greg Brothoff changes his mind on Wednesday and decides to send him back home. So in essence, what I well, this is a long preface to say, you really need to check every single lineup this week. Um, not just the call-ups. Anyone with a, an, an injury is probably going to be held out of this week just to kind of make sure they get the full benefit of the Gold Cup break to recover. So, you know, you, 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 I mean, I can tell you who are players to be concerned about for injuries and call-ups and, and, and all of that, but bottom line is you're just going to have to check your lineup this week. So let's get into the call-ups. Um, I am only going to list the teams that are playing um, this week because otherwise we'll be here until Tuesday. <clears throat> and I'm sorry I just coughed to the microphone, but there's no way I'm going to get through all that without coughing. Uh, all right, TFC, Michael Bradley. Josie Altidore, Osorio, Morgan, Okello, uh, Sporting Kansas City, Russell, Nemeth, Barth, Hasler, Lindsay, uh, Seattle. I'm going to make this quick. Every one of their starters except for Stefan Fry. There's maybe like one or two who that doesn't account for, but pretty much the entire Seattle Sounders team. San Jose, Lima, Yule, Godoy, Kashia, Cummings, um, Philadelphia, Blake, Fabian, Craval, Real, uh, Red Bulls, Long, Murillo, Lawrence, Etienne, Duncan, New York City, Johnson, Callens, um, Moderita, Ofori, Tor uh, Torres. Uh, Parks is going to be back, and Chanoa is not going to leave until after the Cincinnati game. So if you see those names in a call-up list, they should still be available. Montreal, Lovitz, Piet. Brogillard, uh, Retalia, and Brown, although I've seen some information that maybe Brown may be available, maybe coming back. I'm not certain about that. Um, let's see. Um, Minnesota, Ibarra, Gregus, Maneri, Schuler, and Molino. Uh, for Dallas, Acosta, Grozo, and uh, Aringuz. I can't pronounce any of FC Dallas's name. Sorry. Uh, Jonathan Lewis for Colorado uh, was a late call-up for Cincinnati. Cruz, Waston, Maddox, Powell, Daly, and Amaya. Uh, and that's not including the injuries. So let me go. 
and pull up the injuries from MLS Injury News hashtag on Twitter. Get my shameless plug in there. Garza's injured. What's that? Garza is injured. Yeah, Garza's injured. He's been injured for a while. Uh, Moderita has uh, had a hamstring issue. Uh, He was replaced by Ben Sweat, and Ben Sweat also developed a hamstring injury injury and left. Uh, Mavinga left early um, with a knock. Uh, Higuain, uh, we didn't talk about this. Uh, He's out for the rest of the season with an ACL injury. We mentioned it earlier. Uh, Piotti is going to miss 8 to 12 weeks, Um, so that's a bummer. Um, BWP wasn't training as of last weekend. Although our crack reporter, uh, Tim Shaw, said that he's looking like he's not having a limp anymore, partying around the pier. Um, and I think, uh, let's see, Christian, well, I think Christian Nemesis has been called out, but he did get an extra uh, game suspension that happened last week, but I think that's done. So um, those are the major injuries. And like I said, check your lineups. Yeah, huge impact this week. I love the tweet that. I saw for Sporting Kansas, not Sporting Kansas City, for Seattle. That was basically here's all the players that are going to be gone for Seattle. By the way, I'm going to be starting for them next week. So that's that. That just made me laugh. I feel that way when a lot of the the players are gone myself at times. Uh, thanks, Mike, for all that. I know that's very important information. We're going to see a lot of rotations with with the teams this week. So that's why it makes it very important take a look at those schedules like Mike was saying. Can't really give you some of the predictions of who starts. You, you probably have an idea to some extent if you've paid attention to to who subs in, but this is going to be a time to, to have coaches do some experimentations really because, I mean, if if you're already weakened and they're, your other team, your opponent's weakened, you, maybe you, you mix some things up and see what happens. So it's, it's just crucial – to look at those starting lineups this week. Twitter's a great place to look at it. The MLS Fantasy Boss Discord chat has a whole room that's just dedicated to pulling those those Twitter posts into the chat. Keep an eye on them right there. Uh, even the MLSsoccer.com and the MLS Soccer app, the website and the app, you can get a little bit of a preview for what lineups will be. So check that out this week. Let's move on to our round. Before we go on, I want to thank uh, Michael Clark, who sent us a Excel sure. spread. He's put all of the call-ups. Uh, I've retweeted that out to everybody, so you can check that out in case you missed all of the names or couldn't understand a name because I horribly mangled it and mis- mispronounced it, which definitely happened with some of the FC Dallas players. So uh, go check that out, and thank you to Michael for sending us that resource. And Michael. The reason MLS did not do that, and I won't rant because this podcast has already gone on too long. <laughs> uh, go go post it on Reddit too. Let's let's get that that out there. So thanks a whole lot for doing that. Appreciate it. Let's move on to our round fifteen preview. Uh, we've already talked about what's going on. The teams playing. Who's going to be missing? Guys, excuse me. Are there any teams in particular that, or any players in particular that right now before we get into any of this, just a hard must avoid? I think if they're playing and they're a good player, you should have them on your team this week. I don't think there's any weird I, – I don't think this is one where you can really predict, oh, you know, this is a bad matchup. This is just going to be weird. My my approach this week is that if they've been consistent for the beginning part of the year and they're available, they're on my team. That's fair. Do you guys agree, Tim Blaine? Yeah, I mean, I would even take uh, guys on the road, um, you know, with as many absences as there are on both sides of the pitch, you know, both visitors and home teams. It's worth just grabbing a good player. Not a problem at all. 
All right. What about your best, You what you think will be the best game to offer fantasy points, Blaine? Oh, let me pull them up here. Um, Philadelphia Red Bulls could be huge this week. I think there's a lot of firepower going forward with Philadelphia and Red Bulls could be down a couple of guys. I mean, that's one that's one I'm really looking heavily towards for a lot of back and forth action, a lot of passing in that one, and hopefully some fireworks from the midfielders. Yeah, I mean, both teams are pressing too, and with with players missing from both sides, especially Red Bull missing, you know, three quarters of their of their starting back line. Um, yeah, could be could be problematic. Are you seconding that game, Tim? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay, I'm going to go with that one as well. Okay, Mike, what game do you think offers the best opportunity for fantasy points? Um, I'm I'm tempted to say. Um, <clears throat> Montreal versus Seattle. Um, the reason I, I, I'm going to say that is because Seattle is just so decimated. Uh, as as much struggles as Montreal has had, I, I just see them getting a lot of points at home. Um, you know, I'm I'm not really going to look at their form going into this. It's just more about the team that they're going to have available. Uh, so I see a lot of points there. Uh, I also see uh, Toronto against Sporting Kansas City for the same reasons. Uh, I know Toronto has has a few key absences, but they'll still have Pozuelo. So I think there's a lot of opportunity there. I mean, I don't disagree about Philadelphia Union and Red Bulls being one of the more interesting games, but I could also see that being a very cagey game um, with both teams kind of happy just to get a point. So I could also see it as, as a high-scoring game, but I'm just kind of looking at it a little bit differently. Sure, sure. I'm I mean, I'm kind of uh, going away from your, your curse, Mike, and I'm thinking that that New York City game, FC versus Cincinnati, could – could do well for your boys. So uh, some options right there. Okay, let's get into it. The main meat of this conversation, Blaine, keepers and defenders and clean sheet chances that you are looking at for round 15. Yeah, um, uh, tough to pick. I mean, we're talking about taking road players here with all the absences. Defenses (laughs) are not cohesive at this point. Um, Look for your squads that are going to be the most intact, have the fewest call-ups and see who's going to be playing there. That's kind of where I start and look at opponents. Um, Number one keeper this week for me is Sean Johnson. I've got him in that keeper. He's going to play a Thursday game. You've got four games after choose from. Um, He's out. out. Oh, see, I'm not even paying attention. Well, there you go. Um, (laughs) You get a weeby. There you go. (laughs) We really do need to keep track of weebies throughout the year. I mean, okay, go with whoever their backup is. I mean, that's not a bad game to pick from. Uh, I'm not a uh, – sorry, Reed, but FC Cincy's not showing they can score. Uh, the New York City defense has looked pretty good lately. That's kind of that first game I was looking at. Um, and that's when I'm just going to take a flyer on that on the bench, and I'm going to roll into Vega if that score isn't good enough. Um Dallas is missing a few key players. I just I don't see them getting much together in the attack. And I know San Jose is going to have a few other people. And that man marking style has been giving teams fits all year now. And I just see it doing the same thing to Dallas. So that's where I'm going to double up and probably take Salinas if he's available. Again, I'm not keeping track of the call ups because these games are so spread out that I can roll into it. I know the big names that are gone, but it's watch the lineups as always to see who may or may not rest on these weeks. Um, 
trusty for uh, Philly has had some good form lately. I can see a lot of fireworks, but I really like the Philly defense at home. I didn't see many, anybody else that I really liked. And I just picked somebody from Colorado, and I like Abubakar. He's got a fun name, easy to pronounce for a difficult <laughs> name, and 5.2 average. So just kind of pick your poison back there, but he's the one I'm going with. All right, Mike. So my philosophy with defense uh, and, and keepers this week is that I don't know that you can bank on a clean sheet in general. Uh, you know, with the defensive absences, I mean, we even talked about New York City. Oh, you know, FC Cincinnati's weak. Yeah, but New York City is going to be missing one of its center backs, uh, probably both of their left backs, and, you know, their starting keeper who's been a big part of their defense. So, you know, how much do I want to invest? The answer is not much. I want to use my switcheroos very heavily on the defensive end because it's very unpredictable. So right now I have Evan Bush because he's the first game. Uh, and if that gets me gets a clean sheet, great, I can be done. Otherwise, I can move on, um, you know, probably to New York City's keeper, uh, you know, for the reasons we talked about earlier. But um, honestly, you know, m- maybe uh, TFC, whoever uh, ends up being in goal for TFC, um, you know, because Sporting Kansas City has, 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 its, has its issues, uh, although I don't think Vega is a bad pick. Um on my field right now, I have De Leon and Trusty, and that's because they're the later ones. On the bench, I have Tinnerholm and Diallo. I uh, talked about Montreal. I mean, I don't know who's going to be able to score for um, Seattle. Um, Tinnerholm has pretty good offensive capabilities on the wing, uh, and that's kind of the same reason I have De Leon and Trusty because they have that uh, offensive capabilities as well. So I'm not really thinking a lot of big clean sheets this week. I'm just kind of going for – Decent average, decent bonus points, and using the time to kind of maximize what's going on. Tim? Yeah, um, to Mike's point earlier about Seattle's struggles and having to travel all the way across the continent to go uh, play Montreal, I've actually got Evan Bush and uh, and Diallo uh, both on my bench right now. Um, and I may have Shea's on us uh, – on the bench as well, really, really sort of depends on whether or not I want to have a Philadelphia or Colorado player um, in my main lineup. Um, I've also kicked around the idea of Nick DeLeon, Trusty, um, even some New York City guys. But for the most part, uh, I, I don't have a bad feeling about – I've got a bad feeling. No, I don't have a bad feeling about Montreal this week at all. Yeah, try to throw in a Star Wars reference, but it didn't really work right there, did it? We appreciate it. We appreciate the effort. Failed you have to exile you, Moscow. Yeah, yeah there <laughs> appreciate that effort as well. Uh, <laughs> I'm on the same position where, where you and Tim are, Mike. Uh, I I like Bush because of the absences from Seattle and because Bush has put up some respectable games and some good performances earlier in this season. So so he's got some good, good uh, upside there. I also have Diallo on the bench for that same reason. Uh, now, I went a little bit different with some of these players. Some of it's still up in the air. I did Salinas. I'm looking at uh, maybe Philadelphia, but I'm I'm concerned that the run that the Red Bulls are on, that they could get some goals. I've got So I've got that on my bench as potential switcheroo. Uh, I've got Elliott right now. Make good points with Trusty, but someone from Philadelphia is on my radar. I've actually got Leardom in my team right now because of – some of the absences with Seattle. Now this this one's very tentative, but my thought process was with, with some of those big players missing, he is still a very offensive player, done, been much more offensive this year than sometimes in the past, that he may be a 
a source of bonus points, maybe even a source of some offense for that team. Uh, maybe hooks up with my boy Will Bruin. I don't know, but uh, but I have him right now on the team. That that's probably one of my my more shaky options there. And then I've got I've got Chano. I didn't was he on your list, Mike? I, I was trying to keep track of everybody. Uh, no, Chano should be available. That's what I thought. He's been called uh, up, but he's not going to leave until after the game. So he's okay. Gonna- that's that's what I thought you were saying earlier today. So so I have him on the team just because. Uh, you make good points about some of the missing pieces. I know it's been a struggle for Cincinnati to score as well. And so I didn't, I, I wasn't sure who to go with with Johnson gone. So I didn't want to double up per se, since like you said, some of the pieces are missing, but I thought one player might have a good shot with some of the struggles Cincinnati's had. So, so that's where my mind was. Uh, you guys aren't wrong though. I think throwing out De Leon's a great option. Um, and Blaine Abubakar would probably be my first pick for Colorado as well, just with some chance for bonus points. And, and Minnesota got a couple of goals last week, but still has been kind of struggling. So uh, it, it could be a good shot for the for the Rockies too. The Rockies, oh my gosh. <laughs> too much too much baseball as well. What's going on? This is this is madness for the Rapids to uh, to continue their run. So um, great, great picks around. I think you guys have honed, had honed in on a lot of the options right there. Let's move on to midfielders, Mike. So I went midfield heavy this week, um, mostly because I didn't feel very comfortable with a lot of the forward options that we have. Um, so I have five mids this week. I have Pozuelo. Um, even with TFC's kind of struggles recently, he has not. He's putting up very consistent bonus points, uh, and I think he's probably a must-own. Uh, in that same vein, Max Morales, um, even with New York City's draws, he's still getting a lot of bonus points. Uh, and with New York City having a lot of absences on the defensive end, they're not having a whole lot of absences on the offensive end. So, uh, I mean, while Maxi may get hurt a little bit if he has to drop down deeper deeper to cover for Forey, I still think Maxi will get forward enough to um, do something uh, and at least put up the bonus points that we've seen so far. Uh, Tider, I think, is a great option. Um, he, he hasn't been as consistent as he was last year. Uh, but he's shown that he can take advantage of bad teams. And I think the Seattle that we're going to see this week is going to be a pretty weakened team. Um, Montero, we saw how well he did last week. Uh, I think with New York's uh, Red Bulls having a bunch of absences, I think he'll still do well. And then I also have his uh, counterpart on the opposite side, Kaku, uh, who's been on fire recently uh, with all the Red Bulls um, resurgent resurgence. Um, he's been part of that. So, um, you know, I'm I'm to buy those tickets and, and, and see if, if any of them cash in pretty big for me. Tim. Um, yeah, uh, we share a lot of names there. Obviously, Maximo, Pozuelo, both, uh, you know, pretty much locked in for my lineup this week. Um, you know, I've tinkered around. I've got Jamiro Montero. He's he's a likely candidate. Uh, Harris Madunian in as well, potentially, if I think, you know, it, there's, it depends on what the Red, the Red Bulls lineup is, but Madunian could be in for a good day. I actually had Jack Price at some point on my bus team as well. Um, Felipe Gutierrez, Safir Tater, you know, I'm really mixing it up. Um, you know, who would have thought three or four weeks ago that Colorado would be some of the more popular fantasy picks? Um, <laughs> here we are, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, correct me if I'm wrong. Kaku may or may not be with Paraguay. That may be a little later on. Um, I'll double check that for you, though. I I did not see it, but then again, I got my Red Bulls information from you. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't include it on the tweet. That's my bad. But uh, yeah, I think he might be. With I, I have not seen anything about Kaku. I'll triple check that. I will look at that at the moment. Yeah, put it. Yeah. Send a tweet out to to Brad and see what he says. 
Uh, I just DM'd Connor late on Instagram, so we'll see what he comes back. <laughs> Blaine. Yeah, I mean, you guys have covered all the names that I've got in my list right now. I mean, Maximo, Montero, Madunjanin, and Pozuelo are the four I've got in there. I've got Kaku on the bench at the moment. Uh, may shift it into a five midfield starting lineup there. Um, not not 100% sold on Kaku or Pozuelo, honestly. Uh, depends on who starts for Kansas City in that one. If Beasler's back there again, um, that's going to drive the numbers down on TFC a little bit. Uh, they're, they're getting back to form, and I'll gamble on my guys there. Uh, honestly, though, it's it's hard to pick who's going next, who's who to take in those other spots, though. So those are kind of the guys I'm looking at. Titers on that list, but that's game one. And I don't know, just Montreal lately has not looked that great. And I'm missing a few more key names. I just don't know if I can bank on Titer this week. Yeah, I laughed. If you were watching on YouTube, you may have seen me just – roll back and kind of cackle because Mike, our midfields are identical. There is, there is, I was like, yes, yes, yes. I bet he doesn't have the fifth one. Yes, he does. <laughs> so um, yeah. And, and I think, I mean, this, if there is some templatey things going on this week, this may be where it is because when you're looking through the list of players, I mean, Titer's the obvious one to go to for Montreal. I don't think you double up on that team. Seattle has too many missing parts to, to really rely on something. Uh, New York City, Morales, it's he is the number one player to go to with this. I think that's an obviously. FC Cincinnati, maybe you'll look at somebody there as far as a flyer with New York City FC missing some important defensive chunks. But but. Who I think that's the problem is is no one stepping up for that consistency to to really be the go-to guy and and it's it's just not not a very good place to look for even differential options. Toronto is right. We had a question from Reddit about Pozuelo, and I think you you nailed it right, Mike on on, on the pro side. Uh, I mean, some key players are missing. Pozuelo still has the skill. He'll be the one clearly they go to this week with other people missing. So he has the best chance for points of who's there. Blaine, you have the other side of the coin as well. That I think is a good consideration for anyone thinking about Pozuelo that with the sporting Kansas city defensive unit becoming more normal back to hundred percent strength will cause some problems. So I think he's worth the flyer, but, but I can definitely understand you not wanting to no real options at San Jose and FC Dallas, which probably means their players will score the highest this week because that's how fantasy works. Uh, you guys nailed the two options for Philadelphia. We've already talked about the Red Bulls. Colorado's midfielders have not been consistent enough for me to want to go with them this week. And surprisingly, maybe you'd look at Alonzo if you want to go with Minnesota. Colorado has had some offensive uh, flair going from various players, and so maybe someone like Alonzo can jump in there and just mess that up and get a, a pretty decent week. Um, but you're I was going to jump in. If you're going to go with Minnesota here, um, Ethan Finley is the guy that kind of comes to mind. Gregus is out. Molino is out. He's kind of that next guy up and could be huge this week. I was giving some love to defenders, but okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I'm just pulling your leg. I was pulling your leg. Yeah, Finlay's another good a good option. I know some people were kind of surprised to, uh, to see um, – was it Molino back last round? Yeah, Molino came back. I think he got an assist. Yeah, that was that was surprising. So there's something maybe we missed from the the top of the show, but he did come back, but he's gone again. So right. <laughs> uh, appearing, disappearing midfielder right there. Great, great summary right there. Let's move on to forwards, Tim. Yeah, um, 
I've got Wanda in there. Why not? Just sometimes you just gotta send it, you know. Uh -huh. Yeah, I've had him. I've had Kai Kamara. I've had Carlos Quintero. I've got. I've had Christian Espinoza. Um, yeah, I mean, there's probably gonna be two of those four, if not three. But I mean, I just have so much leftover money this week since the rosters are so thin that I could yeah. probably just run anyone I want. Blank. Yeah. Uh, Kai Kamara uh, was one of the first names in my list. Uh, Wando as well. At $5 million, it's really hard to pass up on him. But with the budgets the way they are, money's not really the big issue there. Um, Quintero is definitely on my short list and may get thrown in here. Um, just... <sighs> Not a lot of options here, and there's going to be some guys on the bench for this one. Mike, is Heber staying for New York City this week? Yes, he is. Yeah, he's Brazilian. He's not called up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Good point. Um, he's, he was the first guy that I really put on my team, and I was second-guessing it instead of saying him first because I was afraid I was missing something for New York City at that point and didn't want to look like, get two Weeby Awards in the same night. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. I'm coming for you. Throwing out them weebies. <laughs> Mike. Uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I have kind of a switcheroo here. Um, you know, I'm using Patrick Mullins as my switcheroo for old time's sake. Uh, I have Wando on the field, and then I have Bear on the bench. Um, you know, the, the, the you know my kind of thinking is, for Montreal, the only forward option is a Rudy, and never again for me. Um, I've been burdened by Rudy too many times, so he'll probably get like a Hattie. Um, that, that great over the goal shot from last week or two weeks ago, <laughs> whatever it was. <laughs> Open goal, sky. And, and, and yeah, I mean, if you know, if Abair doesn't hit, then I will probably transition, um, you know, Mullins into either uh, Jonathan Lewis or Kai Kamara, depending on if Lewis comes back from U.S. camp or not. Um, so, I mean, th there's just not a whole lot of great forwards with, you know, Josie's out, Osorio's out. Um, I don't trust Boyd from TFC. Uh, I don't even know who the forward is for Sporting Kansas City uh, with Nemeth out, but I wouldn't trust him. It's Blaine. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> maybe, maybe Lily will see some time. I don't know. Um, you know, we saw um, our guy Priz from the Union last week, you know, not being all that consistent. Uh, and that really kind of leads like Brian White from the Red Bulls. I'd rather just take Colorado at home against a Minnesota a United team that's been really struggling to, to keep goals out of the back of the net. So you guys have both mentioned Kamara, but is anyone considering Shinyashiki? I have not. I mean, he's, he's 4.1. He's gotten some points uh, the last few games. Uh, I mean, I, I see why you want to go with Kamara. Again, I'm saying 8.4, but you're right. The, I think I have eight million in the bank right now, so the the budget's not that big of a deal this week. But uh, Camaro's not been getting as many goals. He's still taking a lot of shots, and that's very important. Uh, but I mean, Colorado does sort of have just. I mean, I know it's going to sound crazy, but I'm getting ready to say, but but roll with me. They've kind of got that that LAFC Houston thing going, where there's several people that these goals can be spread over. With with Kamara and Rubio and Shinyashiki, so is it is it a toss up of who you want to go with this week, or does just the the bonus point potential of Kamara win out over everything? For me, it comes down to those bonus points and having the money. And I'm, it's not a budget crunch here. Um, 
I know Lewis is with the U.S. camp right now, so maybe he comes back, maybe he doesn't. Shin Yashiki is a potential lock to start if, because of that. That's extra travel. That's just everything else going with it. Um, I really like him. I think he's going to be first part of the fall season where we see this. And I gave uh, Matt Pollard a quick uh, shout this week because he said something about what lining up Rubio and Shin Yashiki, who are two for- center forwards, wide around Kai Kamara, and that's just kind of the old-school sporting Kansas City method of two three center forwards up top and let two of them play wide and Kamara kind of thrived in that atmosphere and that seems to be the way Colorado's going right now or they're experimenting with things I think you just got to go with the proven guy over the long haul while these experiments are going on and that comes down to Kamara and he's, he's getting the goals he's had him through his entire career in MLS I think he's number five on the all-time scoring list and depending on how many more years he goes and how Wando finishes out his career, he potentially could have a shot at taking that record or coming close to it. So got to go with the guy who's just constantly putting in goals in MLS, no matter what <coughs> team he's on or bad. Wando 2019 golden boot hat tricks the rest of the year. That's what we're going to see. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's right around the corner guys. Uh, and the other thing with um, just to mention on Chinasiki, um, He's only his only two starts were this past week. Um, I mean, he's been mostly a sub for you know the, the rest of his time. So I just haven't seen a whole lot of him. But you know, if if he gets a start and you know Lewis isn't back, maybe I'll do that as a differential. I mean, because he had a very impressive showing this past week, and I've, I've heard good things about him uh, and, and how he's helped Colorado, even though it hasn't translated into a whole lot of fantasy points. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. and that's why he became the starter is because he didn't have success as a super sub. So, mm-hmm. um, I from- know if Casey just sees a little bit more of them and can, can do like what Blaine said with the, the three forwards. So for sure. I mean, here's the good news, right? They're the last team to play this week. So that's right. Your bench has, you know, done nothing, you know, why not just go for it? And, yeah. and like Tim said, you have all the money. I mean, I have fifteen million in my bank, and I don't have a particularly big budget. Right. I, I think you pretty much do whatever you want to do and switch rooms, and that's probably something to talk about too. This is a week where you need to be doing min maxing. The schedule's all laid out. I think the only overlap whatsoever is between the Philadelphia Red Bull game and um, the the last game, the Colorado. Colorado, game. yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, you're going to have the opportunity to see everything. So you should be able to do as set up you should definitely set up a switcheroo this week there's by players you pretty much can't screw it up unless you're jason wiskovich and you think there's a triple switcheroo but other than that you should be good i mean yeah, and what that means for people is that you're going to want to be looking at those montreal new york toronto those first three days of the week those are the guys who you're going to want to have be a, a bulk of your bench with the the scrub filler in the field and then you can start replacing with the switches, those guys in your field with some of these later guys instead of having to rely on the odd ruse. If you don't like yeah. I mean, the main takeaway this week, let's be honest, is just check those lineups, right? There's six mm-hmm. games. So here, go on your phone right now, set alarms for 6.45 p.m. <laughs> on Wednesday, 6.15 on Thursday, 7.15 on Friday. Yeah, just every game, just go on for yourself. Yeah, FYI sure. on st- setting timers, watch because I think the MLS time on that TFC game is wrong because they recently moved the TFC game up an hour because of the Toronto Raptors game and them wanting to be done. Oh, yeah. The Raptors game. Because um, the Raptors are in the NBA finals for you know UK listeners who don't know what the NBA is. Um, but 
Anyway, Toronto's obsessed with the Raptors right now, so they're moving the TFC game to avoid any conflict because no one will show up to the TFC game. Good call. Yeah, MLSsoccer.com, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, not 8 o'clock as listed on the fantasy game. So good call right there. Excellent. Uh, wrapping this up forwards, yeah, I'm in the same spot as a lot of you guys. Uh, Abear was one of the first players who I added to my team as well, hoping again against my FC Cincinnati guys. Uh, added Wando in there. It's, it's just someone uh, – Maybe I'll change him. I don't know, but he's at home against Dallas. He's been doing well. I like that. I've got Quintero right now on my team. For me, though, I was looking at Shin Yashiki as a player, as a potential third forward option. Kamara was the one who shoots. We all know that. He couldn't get anything done against FC Cincinnati, which I think was kind of a surprise to many of us. Hasn't had uh, much offensive production for the last several weeks as well. It's been Shin Yashiki and Rubio who have been getting that done, who put up two or three goals and two or three assists over the last three games uh, that have been going on. So I, I think that uh, Shin Yashiki is a pretty good, good shout out this week, but I get it. If you go with, with Kamara, that's, that's uh, just, just your gut call right there. But I think those are definitely sort of the top four forwards that are being considered this week. Let's wrap it all up guys with captains blame. Uh, hey bear. Um, if he's starting, I, I think since he's probably the best matchup for any of the forwards on the list, uh, so you got to go with him. Mike. Um, first, Kaku was not called up by Paraguay. Found that out. Oh, look at nice. It. So he's good. Um, he'll be available. Just wanted to clear that up. Uh, yeah, Mike, probably have Gold Cup, or, uh, Copa America later. Right. Uh, my pick is Pozuelo. Um, I think he's been the most consistent Um I think Sporting Kansas City's defense is still pretty decimated with Beasler being hurt. Um, so yeah, I, I'm 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 going Pozuelo. I think he's got the highest ceiling uh, of any player this week. Tim, yeah, I'm going Pozuelo too. I mean, it just he's so so good. He's so integral to that to that club. And frankly, I mean, he's got a very strong bonus point floor as it is. So, but he also has the upside of pretty much any other high upside player in this league. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm also leaning towards a midfielder. I just I just don't know. Forwards have burnt me a lot with captains, uh, especially for many of us last week. Even, and I don't know if I can make the lightning strike twice. But uh, I'm looking at a midfielder because I like bonus point production, and I think that could be a heavy factor this week. It's a toss up for me right now between Pozuelo and Morales. So uh, a lot of it will depend on that Sporting Kansas City lineup that I see. Uh, which actually, I guess I can't see that a lot. It's just going to depend on what I decide against Cincinnati games. So that comes first, <laughs> but um, I wish that was switched around. You were trying to fantasy jinx us into a win. I was, I was, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know, if, if you lose and I captain Morales and you lose at FC Cincinnati, I'm happy. I'm happy. I don't care. It's, it's no thing. Ain't no thing. So that's where my mind is right now. A, a midfielder, We'll see how things play out over the next couple of days and uh, before I decide for sure. Uh, that's all that I have today. Anything else you guys want to add? No? All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening tonight. I hope you got a lot of good information for helping you plan this double game link. Let's end this thing with plugs. Blaine. Um, yeah, nothing really from me. Thanks, everybody, for understanding that I need a week off. Lily turned two last week. Um, I hope Reed, Reed mentioned it, but I'll mention it again. Jessa Page's daughter shares a birthday with Lily, and she turned one last Tuesday. So got to give a big shout-out to him and happy birthday to her. Um, good friend on Facebook. We play in a couple of different leagues together, and just I'm sad I missed it, but I'll get him now. Mike. 
Uh, I'm going to plug uh, all the people who um, contributed to, to the list on Twitter. I, I put out a general call for help, and a lot of people pitched in. So thank you to everyone who responded on Twitter and sent me names um, for the list. Uh, that was very helpful. Um, yeah, uh, at uh, hashtag at MLS or hashtag MLS injury news if you see an injury or something on Twitter. Um, it's, I'm hoping to create make it be a good resource. Tim. Yeah, just uh, check me out at Soccer Captains on Twitter, soccercaptains.com. And um, yeah, thanks for having me on once again, guys. This was a blast. All right. Love it every time. Of course, you can check me out for everything that I have going on as time allows over at MLSFantasyBoss.com for the podcast, charts, and various other articles from the great contributors that we have. Uh, captains articles and, and, and lots of great things behind the numbers. Uh, you can also find content over at r slash fantasy mls the reddit subreddit community you can do the discord chat that we already mentioned at mlsfantasyboss.com i have a weekly newsletter from mlssoccer.com that you can subscribe to and send me questions for that i love answering the questions for people and then you can also i'll likely be on this week you can hear me on sirius xm radio with jason davis for uh talking fantasy each week with him that's not a crazy double game week so we'll we might get it this week uh, with the Wednesday game. Uh, I don't know. But uh, if not, then after the Gold Cup, I'll be back on there chatting fantasy with those guys. So uh, lots of options. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone, who supports the podcast. And thank you, everyone, who uh, gives us feedback about the podcast, even when it's from, from name pronunciations to to weird technical difficulties with equipment. <laughs> we appreciate them all, and uh, we do what we can, and it, it's worth it because of the community that is here. So thank you so much, and good luck. <laughs>